I'm excited for what I'm going to teach today. My question is this, do you want to be in control or do you like being in control? I don't know with you, but I want to be in control. I feel insecure when I'm not in control. I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to be in control. Do you realize that if, for example, when you're driving, you want to make sure you're in control of the car so you and your family is secure and safe. When you're out of control, when you're driving, you can be in imminent danger. That's why they tell us don't drink and drive at the same time because you'll be out of control when you're drunk. When you're out of control, it is a dangerous place to be in. When you're out of control, you're like the wind tossed to and fro. No stability, no direction, no discipline. There's no chance of getting things done, right? A person who is out of control is a person who is unstable in all his ways. You want to make sure you're in control. There are so many areas in our lives that we have to be in control of. One of them is in your finances. You cannot not be in control of your finances. This is critical. Without control of how you spend, how you budget, if you do have a budget, if you don't know, if you don't have control, it will make you bankrupt. This is going to affect your family, your health, and even your marriage. You have to know where every dollar or peso goes. You have to have a financial plan for your future and the future of your family. Self-control is critical. Another area where I believe we need self-control is our, the control in our health. If you don't have any control of what you eat, okay, you're going to be in big trouble sooner than later. You have to have control of your lifestyle choices. Okay, don't abuse your body when it comes to health. Have enough sleep. Take your daily nutrients, vitamins, minerals. And by the way, control your stress levels. Find something, recreate, just to make sure that you're not stressed out. Because if you don't, if you don't do this, it's gonna catch up to you. You're gonna pay. You're gonna pay dearly with this. This is the very reason why self-control is necessary. Since we realize that it's necessary to be in control, the real question is, what controls you? Or a better question would be this: Who is controlling you? Who is inspiring you to do what you do? To answer this question. What you're really trying to figure out is this. What's really in your heart? What is in your heart? What compels you to do what you do? What provokes you? What inspires you and motivates you to do the things you're doing? The Bible tells us in Jeremiah 17 verse 9, The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure who can understand it. This is so true. The heart is so truly deceitful. What you sometimes think is love is actually lust. You know, we kind of interchange these two things quite often. It's like saying, I love chocolate. By the way, I really love chocolate. <laughs> I love chocolate. It's just a way of expressing how much you love chocolate, right? And another way is when we call an unfaithful relationship a fling or an affair. No, it's not. It's adultery. It's a sin. The Bible says, who can understand it, referring to our hearts? Another verse says, as a man think it, as you think, so is he. Isn't that so true? The way we think controls us. The way we think of ourselves and how we view things affects us. But contrary to that, sometimes our perception of things and of ourselves 
is not the way we truly are. We think we're great, but in reality, we're messed up. We think we're good, but good is subjective. Good in whose standard, by the way? Our key verse is found in this, this message is found in Romans 8. The mind, listen to this, the mind of a sinful man is death. But the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. The sinful mind is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's laws, nor can it do so. But those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. You, however, are controlled not by the sinful nature, but by the Spirit. If the Spirit of God lives in you. And if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, your body is dead because of sin, yet your spirit is alive because of righteousness. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you. Therefore, brothers, we have an obligation, but it's not to the sinful nature but to live according to it. For if you live according to the sinful nature, you're going to die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live because those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. This verse really tells us that it is not what controls us, but who controls us is the real issue. Are we controlled by our sinful nature or by the Spirit of God? How do we get to know who is controlling us? I have three external factors that's going to tell you who's controlling us. My first point, you will know who is controlling you when you speak about it a lot. <laughs> when you talk about it a lot, that's what's in your heart. There's a verse in the Bible that says, For the, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good things. And an evil man, out of the evil treasured in his heart, brings forth evil things. So whatever's really in your heart will eventually come out of your mouth. You can try to control what you say, but eventually the real you will speak. If there is love, love will come out. If there is fear, fear is going to come out. If there is joy in your heart, it will be expressed by the words you say. On the contrary, if there is bitterness in your heart, it will eventually come out. Whatever you keep talking about is really what's contained in your heart. Good things come out of your mouth when you are controlled by the Spirit of God. Because what you speak comes out of what really is in your heart and mind. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, Think about such things. This verse tells us that the mind that is led by the Spirit of God tells the truth. On the contrary, our sinful nature wants to speak lies. The mind led by the Spirit thinks about what is noble, what is right, what is pure, lovely, and admirable. It always thinks of things that are excellent and praiseworthy. You know, I realize that every time I speak, I talk about my grandchildren. I have two, by the way, Liam and Max. Liam is one and a half and Max is six months old. I'm excited. I'm going to be seeing them a few months from now. Actually, 19 days from now. I talk about Liam a lot. I, I, I talk about him now. I tell him Liam can now walk and run. 
and also how he can say the alphabets and how he loves going to the park. He's an outdoor person. He loves sports. I also talk about Max. He's six months now. He's such a happy baby, always smiling and very strong. You know, when in bed, he can turn himself now. He can do a hundred push-ups and crunches. No, I'm just kidding. But I love them so much. Every day, I can't wait for the FaceTime to come. They're in Orlando while I'm here in the Philippines now. The point is, whatever you keep talking about is what fills your heart. I guess my heart speaks of love for my grandchildren, which I believe is the fruit of the Spirit of God. And what are the fruit of the Spirit? But the fruit of the Spirit is love. Your heart is filled with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and listen to this, self-control. Self-control. Self-control is a fruit of the Spirit. It means yourself is controlled by the Spirit of God. Do you realize that sometimes when we get controlled by, by our sinful nature instead of God's Spirit, things happen to us, okay? My second point, you will know what controls you when you spend time on it. Isn't that so true? Where you spend your time is really where your heart is. There's 24 hours a day, eight hours you're asleep, eight hours you spent working. Question is, where does the other eight hours go? To some, it's 16 hours of work, no play. <laughs> How about you? Where do you spend most of your time on? Do we spend most of our time on the things of this world? And there's nothing wrong with acquiring things, by the way. But when all our time is spent just on the things of the world rather than the things of God, what God wants for us. God wants us to live pure and holy lives. To spend time with our families and to spend time with Him. Sometimes when I get too busy, I hear the Holy Spirit tell me, Hey, Jay, I miss you. I miss talking to you. I miss our talks together. I miss our time together. Do you enjoy God? Do you know God? Do you love getting to know the person who created you? Do you talk to Him? Do you love His Word? The Bible? His love letters to you? My third point, you'll know what controls you when you spend money on it. Money. Yeah. There's, there's a saying, show me your checkbook and I'll tell you who you are. Or i tell you what controls you. Money is such an important tool that we can use to better our lives. However, the Bible says this. The love of money, not money, the love of money is the root of all evil. Don't get me wrong. God wants you to have money. God wants to provide for you. He even said in His Word, if you don't work, you don't eat. Work is His way of providing for us. He wants us to rule and take dominion of this earth and be a good steward of His creation. He loves you and He wants you, because of working, to have money for everything that you need and even for your enjoyment. The problem arises when you're not content even when you have everything you need. You know, I've... I've seen a lot of people where they have a lot, but they're still discontent. It's really not the amount. It's really your heart. The problem arises when you become a slave to this world, to things, to money. Money is a good servant, but not a good master. In fact, the Bible says the borrower is slave to the lender. 
when you can't control your spending or when you're spending more than you can you make you have made things and money your master it becomes wrong when your sinful nature is the one controlling you or when you are out of control when you no longer live within your means that's when you know the spirit of god is no longer controlling you but the world again do not love the world or anything in the world if anyone loves the world love for the father is not in them for everything in the world the loss of the eyes the loss of the flesh and the pride of life comes not from the father but from the world it comes from the world the world and its desires pass away but whoever does the will of god will live forever lust is when you love the world more than you love god Love is when your earthly desires are stronger than your desires for God. This is not from the Father, but from the world. Don't allow worldliness to consume you. I heard a man once say, when you have less than you need, you feel poor. When you have less than you deserve, you feel entitled. When you get what you work for when you get what you work for you feel justified right but when you have more than you need you feel rich and when you have more than you deserve you feel grateful aren't you grateful in this life we don't deserve anything in fact we deserve to go to hell but god didn't allow it so whatever we're getting here we're getting more than we deserve. And that brings a feeling of gratefulness. My question again, who is controlling you? Is it your sinful nature or the Spirit of God?